Hey everyone, this is Christopher Chansey, creator of Theater of Heels. If you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to check out this and my other projects on my website, ChristopherChansey.com. If you're interested in supporting my work, please take a look at my Patreon at patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Thank you for the moment of your time, and now I present you with our story. Theater of Heels, Chapter 41, Revelations. What do you mean you can't tell me anything more? The secretary scowled at the fist he slammed down on her reception desk. Mr. Stewart, you will control yourself, or I'll be forced to call the Board of Inquiry. Jefferson paused as he visibly tried to calm himself down. I apologize, madam. I am not trying to be rude. I'm just concerned about the whereabouts of my young partner, Erica Belfry, alias Princess Crash. Your concern is touching, but that doesn't change the fact that I am not at liberty to discuss Miss Belfry's circumstances or that of any other employee with you. Now kindly leave my office. Jefferson stared at her for a long moment. He briefly debated zapping her and looking up the records himself. The secretary smiled at him coldly. I would not do that if I were you. You would not find the consequences to be very favorable for you. His eyes widened. She held his gaze with that same cold smile. He took his leave. As Jefferson stepped out of the nondescript business office, his concern grew exponentially. It had been two days since their bank robbery and Erica still hadn't shown up. She should have been back by now. Why wasn't she back? He didn't understand. It was the company's superpower containment unit who had retrieved her. They should have at least alerted him to her whereabouts. What if she was hurt? He made calls, but the business office didn't take phone calls on the weekend. He even blew the dust off his old computer and tried to email them. But the emails returned with the automated message. Mailbox is closed until Monday. Hence why he visited them first thing Monday morning. But now he ran into another dead end. He couldn't understand why no one would tell him anything about his partner. The weekend itself had been torturous. Erica's parents and brother had rung his phone off the hook. The footage of their robbery had played day and night. The footage of where he apparently fled had gone viral. His fame points plummeted like a stone. He'd be lucky if he ever got a caper again. Overnight, he'd become the city's most hated man. However, Princess Crash's popularity skyrocketed. The only positive note was Sleek's popularity had also dropped several points. Even the mainstream media seemed to think that she had crossed the line. Now that the business office itself had halted his inquiry, he wasn't sure what he was going to do. You finally did it. Jefferson, lost in his thought, had walked into a crowd of angry-looking heels. Among their number was Scorched Skin, Scholar Chaos, and the gorilla with a glass dome over his brain. He never enjoyed any particular camaraderie with anyone in the company before Erica, but this was different. They were staring at him with outright hostility. The woman who spoke was that A-lister Erica adored, called Waterfall. Her equally famed husband stood toward the back of the crowd, glaring at him with his arms crossed. I have no idea what you all are prattling about, 
but I'm not in the mood for idle chat. Waterfall stepped forward. Tough. You've always been a self-serving fool, but this time you have gone too far. You had to know that she had a track record of seriously injuring many of her adversaries. How can you stand to look in the mirror? Getting that poor girl sent to prison for life and possibly getting seriously hurt in the process. Then her words sunk in. He exploded outward in a storm form, rounding on Waterfall. Most of the other heels stepped back. Waterfall raised her chin and her husband suddenly appeared beside her in a blur. Jefferson thundered, What do you mean sent to prison for life? Waterfall stared up at him in open shock. You mean you don't know? Jefferson looked around irate. The knot of criminals exchanged worry glances with each other. Know what? Skolor Chaos spoke. He probably doesn't. No one can stand him. He jabbed a finger at Jefferson. This is kind of the info you only get through unofficial channels like hearsay. Hell, that psychic contract actually prevents us from telling the superheroes. Yes, said the gorilla with the burning dome. Could you imagine how half of them would feel if they knew the truth? Skolar Chaos nodded. Most of them would outright quit, contractually obligated or not. Jefferson was not in the mood to watch the conversation pass around him like a tennis match. I don't know what. Skolar Chaos weighed Waterfall forward. You tell him, Nima. Waterfall took a deep breath. When a heel gets taken down by a superhero, they go straight to prison for the rest of their lives. Jefferson felt a cold stone drop through him. My God, what have I gotten that poor girl into? Clan stepped forward. Depower and come with me. Waterfall looked at her husband. What are you doing, my beloved? Helping this fool out. Her eyes widened. But then she nodded. She looked at Jefferson. You heard my husband. Follow him before he decides to take back his generosity. Confused and having no other recourse, Jefferson nodded and shifted into his human form, then followed. No one else followed them. Where are... Quiet. Clan led them in a deserted section between buildings deep in the maze. Clan looked around probably scanning for anyone who might be listening in. Then he faced Jefferson. What the devil is the meaning of this? I will tell you where your partner is, Clan told him quietly, if you tell me what your intentions are for the girl. Jefferson frowned. I'm sorry? You've been continually self-absorbed and friendless since you joined our ranks. It's no secret you've gotten the capers you have, because of how hard you were to beat. I suspect those days are now limited, and you know that as well. So why would you risk everything for this girl? Miss Belfry is a special young lady, to be sure, but why are you looking out for her? What is she to you? The older man licked his lips. Why does it matter to you? Because I've spent a long time amassing this information. I don't want to waste this on you if it helps you get back your fling or you're just trying to use her. What is she to you? Jefferson's eyes darted around. I, I don't know what to say. I... Clan's eyes hardened. Fine. 
never mind. He strode past Jefferson toward the mouth of the alley. Jefferson held out his hand. Wait! Clayton struck past him without stopping. Wait! Desperation clawed out the edges of his voice. Clan kept walking. Jefferson cried out, She reminds me of my daughter! Clan halted. He turned around slowly. You have a daughter? The older man nodded. Clan approached him. What's her name? Jefferson smiled sadly as he looked inward. Juliet. Clan tilted his head. Juliet? Jefferson shrugged. What else would you expect from a child of mine? Her mother Giselle was also an actress. He closed his eyes. By heaven, how I loved them. Juliet's mother was far better than I was in so many ways. Although acting on the stage had been her lifelong dream too. She gave it up to provide our daughter with a stable life. Giselle wanted me to join her, but I refused. You see, I was a rising star in the theater circuit. I was not going to give up my dreams for anything, or anyone. I loved them and saw them as much as possible, but I was always on the road with one company or another, and my infrequent visits became less and less welcome. Within a year's time, Giselle divorced me. Still, I tried to remain in their lives where my schedule permitted, but they were token attempts at best. They didn't fool anyone. Julie was, is, so bright. She read by the age of three and wrote heart-wrenching poetry by five. She was a bright star that far outshined my paltry world but I didn't give her the attention she deserved. After a while, she stopped craving it. By age eight, she asked me to leave her alone. <sighs> I should have fought harder to hold on to her. I think that's what she wanted me to do. Even in that young age, she was testing me. <laughs> Jefferson released a bitter laugh. I failed that test. But I got the stage. Funny thing about living under the spotlight. You cannot see anything else but yourself in it. And that is a very lonely view. Standing ovations are truly a tragic thing if the seats you want occupied remain empty. Juliet had done quite well for herself, actually. She never took to the arts like her mother and I had. I dare say, considering my affiliation, she avoided them vehemently. I sent her a card after she graduated high school. It was sent back returned to sender with a note that read, Leave me alone. Jefferson sighed. <sighs> I honored her wishes for the most part. I still check in on her from time to time, quietly without drawing attention to myself. She has become a successful accountant I guess that's why I'm so fond of Erica. She reminds me so much of my Juliet. I keep thinking that this is what Juliet might have been like if I'd gotten to know her like I should have. It prompted me to help Erica like I did. That first day when she so naively walked into that bank, 
I knew what she was in for, and no one else was in place to help her like I was. Clan's fierce eyes fastened to him. Jefferson had a distinct feeling he was being weighed and measured in countless ways by the other man. After a moment, Clan nodded to himself. Very well. I'll give you what information I have. There's no guarantee this knowledge will help you. To even know it can garner the wrong people's attention. However, if you want to help your young friend taste freedom again, this will be her only chance. Jefferson's eyes bulged. How do you know all this? Clan looked at him grimly. We're all captives here. I just took the time to get to know our cage. Just in case. Whatever for. My reasons are my own, he said shortly. Now, do you want my help or not? Jefferson nodded and croaked. Yes. But if what you say is true, then why are you doing this? Clan gave him a bitter smile. Because I've already garnered the wrong people's interest. I see, Jefferson said uncertainly. No, you don't. And I pray that you never do. Clan had a faraway cast in his eyes. He shook his head and regarded Jefferson again. To do this, you'll be facing hell. Are you willing to do that for your partner? Jefferson's mouth went dry. I've already failed one special girl in my life. I do not want to fail another. Clan's bat straightened. Good. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Theater of Heels. If you'd like to read the entire story, Theater of Heels, feel free to check it out on Amazon.com or other fine book retailers. Also, if you're interested in other stories by Christopher Chansey, check out his website at ChristopherChansey.com. If you'd like to give Christopher Chansey some support, please check out the website Patreon.com slash Christopher Chansey. Until next time, keep your mask on tight and your capes on right.